up on a Monday. Action Sports Jacks Overtime, ESPN 690. Brian Middleton on the ones and twos. Casey Kurtz with you. We're back after a Friday off, the first Friday off in a minute. Brian Middleton, what did you do on your Friday afternoon not having to do some overtime? Uh, I just got ready to go to work later on that day. Oh. Hustle never sleeps, Casey Kurtz. It really doesn't. Hustle never sleeps. Here's the one thing that I know about you, Brian Middleton, is I don't think you sleep ever. Like, I understand when you're here and when you're not here, I just feel like you are one of those people that, like, operates on, like, three to four hours sleep at night. Is that fact or fiction? Uh, depends on the night, but I can do that. It's not right. It's not healthy. It's probably the reason why I had to get a transplant in the first place, but I don't recommend it. But, yeah, 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 absolutely. Hustle never sleeps. And Brian Hustle Middleton, never sleeps, Casey Kurtz. You're the living embodiment of that, and I will take your word for it. So this is OT on a Monday. Uh, no jumbo shrimp today. They are currently and or already have. I was un, I didn't know the time of the flight, but I do know that today at some point in time, the shrimp flew from Charlotte, North Carolina to Memphis, Tennessee, and they will take on the Memphis Redbirds tomorrow. So no shrimp baseball tonight. They'll be back tomorrow. And if I'm not mistaken, let me double check before I speak something incorrectly onto the airwaves. Um, And the Internet here is not always the fastest, but it is indeed correct. The game is at 12.05 tomorrow. So you can hear that one before Action Sports Jacks with me and Brent. Um, Coverage will start at 11.50 tomorrow for that one. Oh, they just be picking times. So, yeah, here's the thing about the shrimp this week. They, They do not play at the same time any day. Next week. That's terrible. 105, 105, 745, 805, 735, 305. Does that mess with your rhythm at all? Yeah. If you're a player, yes, absolutely. Yeah, because so 1205, you're taking BP then at like 9 in the morning. Uh The next day, you're taking it at like 10. Then you're taking it at 5. The game at 8, you're taking it at like 6 or late 5. So, yeah, it's weird. It's all weird. But... Nonetheless, you can hear the game tomorrow before 3 to 6, then 3 to 6, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690, then 6 to 7, me and Brian Middleton on overtime. So that's the operating schedule for the next couple days. We'll be rocking with you as we usually do. The NFL draft is behind us. We didn't even get a chance to break down the first round here on OT because we were off to let you listen to the draft, which was on ESPN 690, as you know. Um... I'm not – I'm going to brag, but not too much. You know, 7 out of 10, right, Brian Middleton? First hey, round in order. You did, man. I was trying to uh, show some love on social media, but I couldn't actually share your story. I couldn't work it where I could share your story. So I was just like, well, I guess, you know, he has to pat himself on the back. That but, did, yeah. Yeah, but you did. And, and you did that well, huh? You, you kept a whole video, made sure you got each 15-second clip up mm, yep. as you got right. So, you know. Little, Respect to you. You know, I had I had to do it because, um, you know, it is what it is. But, um, you know, not a lot of surprises, at least in that first 10 picks, at least for me. Uh, things got pretty interesting as you went down the first round and then continued to go on in the draft. Obviously, you know here in Jacksonville, and you've seen it in the breaks all day, uh, the moves that were made here. Trayvon Walker trading up for Devin Lloyd uh, were the first two picks in the draft. And then from there... Um, listen, I, I said it a lot today. There's so, maybe something left to be desired. That's how I feel. I won't spend a lot of time continuing to talk about it, but that is how I feel. Maybe something to be desired. So, listen, I really like Devin Lloyd. I've said that a lot. I'll continue to say it. 
A-plus person, it seems like. Uh, incredible athlete. I think they're going to be able to do a lot of things with him, moving him around the field, moving him into different positions, rough, rushing the passer, hopefully not roughing him, but rushing the passer, playing straight-up middle linebacker. I think Devin Lloyd's going to do a lot. And I think Devin Lloyd makes Trayvon Walker a lot better because now you can you can still move around Trayvon uh, Walker as you probably would have but now you can maybe play him in the middle more and you can do more things with him because Devin Lloyd gives you that pass rushing ability so what they've done is interesting at best but I will tell you I still think they should have picked Thibodeau at one they didn't do that and they picked Walker and I'm going to be a fan of him and I'm going to hope he's the best player in the draft comes out we'll see how that plays out I really like what they did there and I really like what they did with Devin Lloyd. Brian Middleton, resident Carolina Panthers fan. Somehow, some way, y'all ended up with Icky Iquanu. How you feeling? I feel great. But, you know, to hop back on the Jags real quick, even though you've just talked about it for three hours, I'm sure, with Brent. Um, and you probably did cover it as well on Friday in depth, at least the first round and possibly what they're going to do in the latter rounds. Mm-hmm. So, buyer's remorse would be a bit strong because nothing has happened yet except the actual draft. Mm-hmm. Um but I got to be real with you. I kind of lean towards your opinion the more I really thought through this after our first round. Now, I'm with you. I want Trayvon to do well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, want, I want both of those guys to do well. I want all the guys to do well for the Jags. Uh, and on paper, again, man, you can't beat those stats. What did he run? Let's do it again, Casey, real quick. What did he run? A 4-5? Four, uh, four Something like right? that, yeah. At 272 pounds. It's crazy. Uh, uh, he had a 35-inch vertical. And I'm just, yeah. But then I really started thinking, what were the accolades besides the championship? Now, just bear with me for a short a short second. Mm-hmm. Okay? I understand that accolades aren't, every, uh, aren't everything. Yeah. Not even championships if you're not really the one pitching in the effort. Like, there are guys that are number 53, that they, they put in effort in practice and maybe special teams, but then you look at the main guys, the, the QBs, maybe the star wideout or, you know, the star defensive player, and, and you're like, okay, they, they, they are more of a reason why they won as opposed to number 53, even though number 53 is just as important in certain ways. Okay. Mm-hmm. But when you have this kind of physical characteristics, and you go back and you look at highlights, right? You don't look at the entire game because I'm not going to sit back, go back and look at uh, 12, 13 games, uh, play for play for play uh, for Trevon Walker. Uh, but you look at highlights. And then you just look at maybe end-of-season awards or even preseason awards. And I realized, unless somebody can say I got it wrong, he didn't, he didn't have any. Like, he, he, didn't, he didn't have any. And I don't know if that point's already been made, but I didn't hear that point. And when I thought about that, I was like, huh. I know Kobe Dean. I know that. I know he he got a bunch of uh, awards. I know uh, Davis. Yep. You know, that's the, the one that a lot of people know. Jordan Davis, yep. But I'm like, hmm. The number one overall pick, the pressure that's going to be put on this number, overall, uh, number one overall pick, and the fact that, out of everybody in the draft, like you were saying last week, 
they're going to go with this guy. They're saying this guy is the best choice for our franchise and the best that we can take in this draft, the number one overall pick. It just makes me a little, not buyer's remorse, but I'm a little, oh, man, I, you know. Skeptical. Not, not, not one? Not a, you know, not a perfect attendance? Yeah. You know what? Not a ribbon? You know, and he got a championship, and he had sacks, and he had tackles, and he made plays, and I'm sure he was doubled on many plays. He helped out his other teammates. I get that. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm like, it's not buyer's remorse. But, man, I look at it, and then I look at some of the other drafts, especially the first-round drafts for some of these other teams, and I'm like. Like the Jets. Yeah. Here's, yeah, go ahead. Here's the thing. They, without a doubt, took some shots, right? Taking Trayvon Walker is a shot. And they took it. And they were convinced that they were going to take it for a long time. So to I'm going to, I'm going to give you some clarity, and I'm going to somewhat answer MJD the second on the YouTube asking is Valky a genius or a clown emoji. So they took their shots. And they, I said it earlier, they drafted, in my opinion, for potential. And that's a fair thing to do. It is the NFL draft, and potential is one of the biggest parts of it. But they drafted, in my opinion, solely on potential. Aiden Hutchinson and Kevon Thibodeau have potential, but they also have the stats and the accolades from college to back it up. Trayvon Walker does not have the accolades. The stats, again, are not great, like you said. But what this guy could be, 4'5", 1", at 270 pounds is a crazy thing. But he did it. He is a freak athlete. Okay? I'm with that. Devin Lloyd is safer, in my opinion. You traded up to get him, though. You gave up some capital. You gave up capital that you could have got Trevor Lawrence some weapons on to go get this guy. I like Devin Lloyd. I think he's the safest thing they did. So I'm with it, okay? But as you keep going down the draft, you know, you drafted a need at 65, Luke Fortner, who might not even start this year, which is something I have a problem with, but we'll see how it plays out. I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's going to start at tackle or uh, at center yet, but you drafted a center that might not start at pick 65. So we'll see how that plays out. Chad Moom is interesting. He was the best player available in their opinion at the time, and you pick him as another linebacker. I can see what they want to do. They want Oluwakon uh, is obviously going to be on the field all the time, but you now have linebackers too. You can rush the passer with both Walker. You could rush the passer from Walker from the inside, Allen and Lloyd on the outside, and then have Mooma and Oluwakon on the field at the same time. So I understand what they're doing, but there is still a potential play there. You're hoping that all of these things work out, and then you traded away a lot of your other side picks. Two DBs on the back end. One uh, could potentially play safety, but it's a special teams play for sure. And then you upgrade or you added depth to the running back room. So the point I'm trying to make is they drafted on potential, and I'm okay with it. But to, to come all the way back to your saying, Brian Middleton, this is the type of draft that if it doesn't work out, everybody gets fired. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's easy to say that, but this is a glaring how long will they let it happen if it doesn't work out. Mm. Right? That's a good question. Because they took some shots. They went out on a limb for some of these picks. Devin Lloyd was not one of them, in my opinion. Trayvon Walker, they went out on a limb for. Drafting a center who might not play in the first year, he might not start his first year, that's going out on a limb, on my opinion, when you're pick 65, right? Do they have the time to draft for the future, as in Trambalki? Does he have the, uh, the luxury to do that? I don't know yet. But this is a draft that will get you fired if it doesn't work. And I think that the only thing we can sit here and say is time will tell. 
because we don't know what it's going to look like until they get on the field. We have to hope that everybody's healthy through rookie minicamp and regular minicamp and training camp and preseason games because we saw what happened last year. Your, your other first-round pick didn't play a snap last year, and that obviously hurt what they wanted to do. But this is a very, very interesting thing. And I, I'm just going to say I hope Trayvon Walker's very good. I wouldn't have picked him, as you know. I hope he's very good. But I think Devin Lloyd's a home run. Like, I think they did really well with Devin Lloyd. He falling to 27. Yeah. Um, I, I think people were surprised when he was the pick, though, because signed a linebacker in free agency. You needed one, but did you need one at 27? But when you can get a guy like this, um, I think it's a pretty big deal. So it, only time will tell. Yeah, and I don't want to jump on this too much because I know we got to hit a break. But mm-hmm. it's just, even with Devin Lloyd, uh, I believe Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year, uh, and, and had an All-American honors as well. Like, I know that doesn't mean everything. Like, we have plenty of Heisman that we can look at that are just like, oh, no, nah, you were a good college player for the position that you played, right? So I don't want to pin everything on, you know, the the, the awards or something like that. But, sure. man, I just... You'd like to see them. You, you think you would see them. Well, it's a thing that... And I, I said this, I think, on Friday when we brought this up, like... It, I think it's totally fair for you to bring it up. I think it's fair for anybody to bring it up. Like, where is the all-SEC? Where is this? Where is that? Totally fair. And we're, But I think on the flip side, if he did have these things, we'd be touting him, right? He doesn't have them, so we're like... It's a weird it's a weird dynamic. I'm not really saying what I'm trying to say well. I think he would be touted, though, if it wasn't number one overall. If he fell to 26... 20, I'm sorry, uh, 27, 26... What Devin Lloyd was at, people would be like, "This is a steal." I think it. I think it's also the positioning of where he got picked at. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, and again, to your point, I don't think there's another organization that would have picked Trayvon Walker number one overall. I really do not believe so. The Lions, I don't think, would have done it. I don't think the Houston Texans would have done it. I think the Jags were the team that did that to take the risk. Yeah. And to Max' point on YouTube, better win more than six games at least. I agree with that. I think. Listen, it's been bad for the last couple of years, but now to the point Brett made earlier, you've had all of this money and you've had all of these draft picks. Six first rounders. It's time. Years, yeah. You know, it's time. And six first rounders, I don't even want to think about the ones that aren't on the team because I'm sure there's at least two or there's at least one now that I think about it. Yeah. And there's one that might not even play now that you've made these draft uh, picks that you made this crazy. year. That's crazy. That's wild. Y- yeah. it's uh, And I, I, have, I actually agree. Six wins at the minimum because if not – You've had a lot of capital, and you've had a lot of money, and you used it poorly if these things play out. But we got a long time to figure that out, at least. But these are questions we're going to ask all the way until September. And if Aiden Hutchinson's in Detroit lighting it up, we're definitely going to come back to this pretty much every week. So all we can do right now is hope for the best. And I, I think it's totally fair. Everyone should have an opinion on what happened. You can like it. You can not like it. Totally fair. I can see both sides. I've told you I would have drafted Thibodeau. They didn't do that. So we'll see what happens from here. One thing that did happen, though, for Brian's Carolina Panthers, Matt Corral is the new quarterback for the Panthers. We'll talk about that, and then I want to talk about what happened after Matt Corral was picked. It didn't sit right with me at all. Uh, I actually hated it, and I'm still pretty upset about how it played out uh, on NFL Network. So I'll tell you about what that was, and I will tell you my reaction to it on the other side of this break. Action Sports Checks Overtime ESPN 690. Stick with us.
they said it was a boring draft because we didn't have the quarterbacks. That's what we heard. And then as the draft played out, we had a pretty fair amount of drama with the quarterbacks, I think. Action Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 690. Brian Milton on the ones and twos. We'll talk about his newest quarterback of the Carolina Panthers, but I think how this played out for the quarterbacks was fascinating. Nobody moved up to get one. Kind of surprised me. The Steelers just kind of sat there and waited, didn't make any moves, and got Kenny Pickett. I think that's a huge W for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think Kenny Pickett's going to be good. I told you about this on Thursday. I really think Kenny Pickett's going to be good. I'm not saying he's going to be Big Ben. Hopefully, you know, maybe better in his personal life than Big Ben. But, you know. uh, Oh. Oh. Big Ben has made some questionable decisions. Hold on. Okay. I'm just saying there's been some decisions Big Ben made off the field that weren't the best. I'm with you. Okay, I, I just didn't That's expect you to shoot at Ben uh, in retirement like that. You know, he's be- he's a family man now, and we wish Ben the best. But, you know, Kenny Pickett, maybe just don't do some of those things and be good on the football field, and they'll love you in Pittsburgh is the point I'm trying to make. I think Kenny Pickett going to Pittsburgh is a home run. Uh, I'm not sure if he starts right away, though. Uh-huh. Like, I... What? You said all that just to be like, hey, make better decisions, Kenny. That's what I'm really trying to say. <laughs> you brought up Ben Roethlisberger's past poor decision-making. All right, man. Keep shooting that Ben. I just I just thought I should mention it. People forget about that. But I'm they gonna, sure do. I'm gonna, yeah, they really – you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they do. Like, at the minimum, if one person from this goes and looks it up and is like, oh, yeah, that's not great, then I, I think it's a victory for us. You know, we educated one person today. Oh, the victory. But you got to get Ben, man. You I just want to educate people. Oh, is that what like, it is? I don't understand. Like, I've never understood. I don't know. I'm not even going to go into it. Um, nonetheless, man, let's talk about Kenny Pickett. I think he's going to be good. I don't think he wins the job initially, even though he was a first-round pick. I think Trubisky will start, I think, unless Kenny Pickett's just great in training camp. But I think they got the best quarterback in the draft, even though a lot of people thought it was Malik Willis. But then Malik Willis... What had happened? I mean, I, we heard that there was a possibility he could be the number two pick in the draft. Obviously, that was a lot of smoke and no fire. Stop the cap. That's what we're saying to the people that were okay. saying he was second. I thought you were stopping the cap nah, on me. Man. Nah. All right, anyway. Um, Kenny Pickett falls all the way to Tennessee, and Brent was kind of feeling some type of way about this. I disagree with him fully. Really? I think that's a hell, heck of a pick for Tennessee. We can say that. Yeah, I'm about to say, uh, way to edit yourself. Yeah, too. <laughs> it already came out. Yeah. But, um, you know, I thought Tennessee got incredible value at that time. Oh, yeah. Um, Ryan Tannehill, there's questions. No doubt. And I'm, Malik Willis, obviously, is not ready to play right now. But I think Tennessee got a steal. A steal. No, definitely. I think it's a win on both sides. And, and listen, with... Uh, with your boy Ryan, I know, I get it. Um, he does have a lot of questions. What he has proven is he can be serviceable to the point, granted you have Derrick Henry in the backfield, but to the point where you could be the one seed in the AFC, right? So there was a time, Casey, where quarterbacks would get drafted and they would sit for the most part. They would sit and wait. They would sit and wait for an entire season or at least a lot of it and learn mm-hmm. behind whoever the stopgap is. Or maybe he was the main guy and maybe he was about to retire or maybe, you know, like, you know, like a stopgap or something like that. 
so that they could bring them in uh, and, and acclimate them to the NFL game, you know, how to read coverages, how to study the playbook, things of that nature. Somewhere along the line, and I'm not sure what years or what year or what seasons that happened where it was like, if you go number one, if you go high in the first round, if you go in the first round, you're fighting for this starting job, if not the actual starter, you know, see Trevor Lawrence. And, and, and it's, it's a, he's in such a good spot, Malik Willis is. Number one, not being picked high in the first round. Now, it's going to mess with his money. Yes, sir. And I want him to get his money. So that's not good. But the amount of pressure, and, not be, and I'm not saying this because I don't think that he can handle pressure. I don't know if he can or if he can. But the amount of pressure, the same way that I say about uh, Trayvon, that, man, you going number one overall, you going number two, number five in the yeah. top ten as a QB, people are going to expect for you to perform, and normally if you're getting picked that high, you're going to a team that's bad and picking that high for a reason, and it can ruin you. It can ruin your development. So the fact that he didn't get picked in the first round is ultimately, I think, a good shot for him. Now he ends up with Tennessee, who has an established quarterback. Granted, it does ha- he does have questions, but that's another win for him because, yes, I know he's going to compete and he's going to want to win. I've heard some people, I've read some uh, Tennessee Titans, some Tennessee sports uh, media articles almost comparing him to, like, Steve McNair. I was like, whoa, hold yourself, okay, Steve McNair. Yeah, I've like, seen that comment. Like, calm down for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but maybe. But he gets a chance to grow in that and he has a solid head coach he has a a heck of a running game and this is a perfect setup for him to try to succeed as best as possible so though his money is messed up now i think ultimately this is actually going to help him make more money uh because i think he is going to grow into a pretty good qb couldn't agree more with all of that and um i will say this brent said something along the lines of that wouldn't scare him if Willis was the quarterback of the Titans, obviously not this year because he won't be, but in the future. I tend to remember a guy named Marcus Mariota who had a similar game style to Malik Willis. He was probably better coming out of college, obviously, with uh, Mariota won a Heisman, I'm pretty sure. So I remember Mariota running around in circles in the Jags' defense looking very confused. Mariota always gave the Jags a tough time. So if Malik Willis is something similar to that, yeah, I don't want to play that twice a year. That's not something I want to do as a Jags fan. So... Yeah, I think it was a a really good situation for Malik Willis and how it played out besides the money part of it, obviously. By the way, Max says he just ate at Big Ben's restaurant in Finley, Ohio. I had no idea Big Ben had a restaurant. Was it good? Respond in the, uh, the stream. Max, if it was good, let us know. Yeah, what'd you let have? us know what you have. We love food here. Were the prices okay? You know, just give us the whole breakdown if you could, Max. I got a DoorDash. Postmates. Uh, not probably to Florida if it's in Ohio. He also says, wish we drafted Ben. And that is fair. Jags had a chance. Um... Who knows how things played out differently, but on the field, Ben was pretty good, okay? I I didn't mean to take a what, shot at what Big Ben. What does that mean? I didn't what mean, mean off the field then? That's what people are going to think. On the field, he's pretty good. No, he was a good football He was a good football player. What do you want me to— I don't know why you shooting at Ben Roethlisberger. I got that back man to a corner you. that I made myself on accident that I wasn't even trying to make, and then I, I can't get out of it. Like, I just can't figure out how to get out of this corner that I backed myself into. Is what about Big Ben? Ben retired with his wife and his kids, and you just out here just. And it was a good moment. Bang, bang, bang. I will tell you a funny story. Um, I have a friend that's a Steelers fan. His name is Zach, and I don't think he's listening. But if he did, he'll get some enjoyment out of this. Um, I've known Zach for a while. He's been a Steelers fan his whole life, 
and I'm all I'm friends with his wife as well, Ariel, and she told me um, recently in March that when they got married, Zach did not cry. They recently had a child. Zach did not cry at the birth of his child. But I did find out that Zach went to Big Ben's final game as a Steeler at home and cried. <laughs> so, bro, chill. Yeah, his wife was pretty upset about that. that but- man, go on, hold on. That man said, listen, I know we getting married, but we do not care. Pretty much. Yeah. My child, we do not care. Pretty much. Yeah, he cried at Big Ben's final game. So, uh, listen, Big Ben got away with the Steelers people. I understand that. They got love for Big Ben, and that's fair. Oh, man. Like, I'm, I'm done talking about Big Ben. Like, I'm not going to. So, so, now you done shot at Ben Roethlisberger. You done shot at one of his fans, allegedly your friend, talking about all of his shortcomings of misplaced emotion. What else you got? Don't say nothing about me, Casey. I'll cut your mic off. I didn't, I didn't mean to go after Big Ben. By the way. You literally went back. We went. Had a break, a commercial break, talked about other stuff. You came back and said, I'm shooting some more. I reloaded the clip. By the way, Great Burgers, homestyle food, uh, says Mac. It hasn't updated yet, but I can see it. Uh, prices were not bad. Sweet. I like it. And now it's coming. So anyway, uh, the Big Ben restaurant is pretty good. I might try it out if I'm ever in the Ohio, Finley, Ohio area. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know where that is. But I think I do have to go to Ohio coming up uh, for the... Uh, Hall of Fame game. So I don't know if it's in the same general area, but maybe I'll find it. So anyway, don't go to break. We're talking about Matt Corral, dang it. Um, Matt Corral, the next quarterback picked. Um, Carolina, you're a Panthers fan. How do you feel? I think Matt Corral's very good. For where they got him, yes. I think that this could really work out. And it wasn't um, a reach or a super risky, um, you know, use of a pick. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. I think he will be the quarterback of the Panthers, like – for a decent amount of time. I say for a time. I could see that. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's going to be great, right? But I... I, well, I didn't tell you that, yeah. No, no, no. I, but I'm high on him. You know what I mean? So I think I think he can be a quarterback in the league. Like, he, he might be very good. He might just be okay. He might be barely better than Sam Darnold. Like, there's plenty of options. But I like his game. He has a very big arm. Um, he played in the SEC, which in my opinion... You know, obviously the SEC just means more. But at the end of the day, like, there are better teams in the SEC. And he was not on one of these great teams that was just crushing teams. He was on an old Miss team that was in a lot of games, and they had to fight. So I like Matt Crow. I think he's going to be good. What I don't like, and the problem that I have, is what happened after Matt Crow was drafted. So I'm not going to play you the sound because I hate it. But I was watching the NFL Network feed of the draft. And Matt Crow was picked. I said, oh, okay, nice. And they throw it up to Ian Rappaport, and I'm like, okay, cool. And then things took a turn for the worst of all time. Um, Listen, on this show and on this network, what we're going to do when people talk about mental health is we're going to listen, right? That's something we're going to do. I understand that there's other networks that won't do that, Um, and it kind of depends on your age range and how you feel about mental health, but me sitting here at 24 is going to tell you that mental health is, like, serious to the younger generation. It should be to the older generation because everybody struggles with stuff, right? So when Matt Corral openly talks about some of the stuff that he struggled with, um, depression and whatnot, I think then that's something that there should be support there, right? Not after he's drafted we go say, well, he wasn't drafted higher because he spoke out about his depression. Like, that's definitely not how that should have happened, and that's exactly how it happened. 
with Ian Rappaport. He kind of talked about the things that Matt Crowell struggles with and the things that he was open and willing to talk about to his friends and in, in the public, if you will. And that's just not, that's not it. Like you wonder why people struggle with mental health and you wonder why people are like scared to talk about it and why they just don't talk about it. And then horrible things happen. Like see what's happening in college softball right now. Okay. That's the exact same situation, except people aren't, don't feel safe to talk about it. So Matt Corral feels safe to talk about it and then gets blasted by Ian Rappaport, which is just absolutely horrible. So I I can't stress enough how what a bad look that is for Ian Rappaport and how that just shouldn't have happened. And it seems like this kind of stuff continuously happens. When tragically Dwayne Haskins passes, then for some reason the first thing we're talking about is the struggles he had on the football field. Why? When Matt Krause drafted, again, at a high point of his life, we're talking about the stuff that he struggles with. It's just not how it should happen, right? So I think the thing that you take away from this, out of all of it, hopefully, is if you struggle with mental health, talk about it, and then if Ian Rappaport tries to bring it back in your face, then you curse him out because it just can't happen. We need to be open, and you need to be able to talk about Whatever you need to talk about with people because it's okay to do so. And when, when people don't do that, we've seen what happens, and it's not good. So, Ian Rapport, we got to be better, bro. We got to be better when you're talking about somebody who openly talks about what they're struggling with and you just bash them. We have to be better as a people, just in general. We just need to take that away from what this is. We have to be better as a people and nicer to each other. I'm going to be nicer to Big Ben going forward, Okay. You done slandered his name now. Don't be nice now. No, that's the point. You can't put it back into the box. Pandora's out. No, I'm going to be you nice to him. hateful radio host. No. Hateful. L- listen, I'm just... that man tortured you. I'm just telling... For a decade and a half. You know what's funny? Like, I don't... I, let me finish since, what since I was y'all named Everbank. Torturing y'all. I wasn't a fan of Jags yet. Okay. So yeah. he ain't torturing me. Yeah, okay. I like how you throw that in. Anyway, the point of the story is... I didn't like how that was handled. It shouldn't sit right with you because it doesn't sit right with me. And mental health is a real thing. That's what I want to leave you with from this conversation. Good stuff. I wish Matt Corral the best. I hope he's really good, to be honest with you. So uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I'm somehow going to get in more trouble because I think we have to start bench remove, right? Mm-hmm. From the face of the earth. Yep. So I'm definitely going to uh, somehow find myself in another corner, uh, hopefully right. not involving Big Ben. So we'll do that. On the other side, <laughs> Action Sports Jax Overtime ESPN 690. You heard the promo Wednesdays, 2 p.m., the Dream 18 show. If you like golf, slide by. This week, we just recorded the interview, and we'll be joined by Josh Scobie. I assume you've heard of Josh. Uh, used to kick for the Jags for ever, pretty much, all-time leading scorer. Um, so me and Brent talk with Josh Scobie. You can hear that on Wednesday at 2 p.m., the Dream 18 show. So uh, definitely stay tuned for that. Check out the podcast also, wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Dream 18. You can find the podcast. All right, Brian Middleton. This is Action Sports Jacks Overtime. Casey Kurtz, Brian Middleton. And it's time for the segment that continuously puts me in a tough spot. We call it Star Bench Remove. What do we got? From the face of the earth. 
Yeah, I know. All right, you need the rules, Casey Kurtz. I got to start one, I got to bench one, and I got to remove one from the face of the earth. True. And your whole plan for this segment is to get me in trouble. Not at all. Uh, Absolutely. Look, man, I'm a bastion of truth, um, and that's what I, I search. Huh? Truth. And so, hey, you know, we want you to be truthful because that's how the audience connects with you, Casey Kurtz. Listen, I come This is how you get the Joe Rogan contract. This is how you get the Pat McAfee contract. This is how you get the Brent Martineau money. I come in here every day and be open and honest with the listeners. And we appreciate every single person that listens. Uh, we do appreciate everybody that listens. We do. But, you yeah. know, honest with that? Honest? Honest? I am honest. I give my honest opinion. Like, Telling the truth? Is that what you mean by honest? I don't ever recall lying on the radio. <sighs> okay, let's get Would to you this. just give you me get the category? And you also get a pass. You I get know one. I get a pass. Well, you didn't say it. All right. Uh, NBA GOAT trait. Do you want to take this? I'll take it, but uh, I don't know where we're going. NBA GOAT trait. Steph's shooting. Oh, okay. LeBron's IQ or Giannis's motor on both ends of the court. Uh, let's start. Let's start Giannis. You know where I'm going yet? You know where I'm going. What? What? It's my segment. We're starting Giannis. We're benching Curry, and we're getting rid of LeBron. Huh? His IQ. Hashtag see ya. Hashtag bye-bye. All right. All right. We can do it, actually, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I'm asking you the questions. That's fine. It doesn't matter that... uh... You have no idea what you're talking about. Next topic, cornerstone of the franchise. Do you want to take that? I want to take it, but real quick, why would you set me up for something to that I could just take a jab at LeBron? Yeah. Like, that's poor planning on your part because you knew I was going to do it. Well, I knew you, you were going to do it, and I knew that you were so biased that you can't actually answer truthfully what you just lamented about three minutes ago. I told I the here, truth. I talk to the audience, and what I do, I give them my honest opinion. I don't sound truth? like that. I said, hey, the truth, like, I, I never lied to anybody ever in my life when I was on the radio. Okay. Cornerstone of the franchise, Casey Kurtz. Yeah, I want it. Luca, Ja, or the Joker. Yeah, what you gonna do now, Casey? You've been flying all three of these people at some point. Yeah, I have. Yeah. This is tough. Go do it. Um... Uh, I'll start. All right, I figured it out. I'll start Joker. I'll bench Luca, and huh? I'll, I'll wipe Jaw because huh? they were so good when huh? he wasn't there. They won all those games when oh, he wasn't there. My so they can they oh, can boy. they can function without him. The Nuggets can't function without Joker. And then I bench Luca because they won a couple games without Luca in the playoffs. So like my That's it makes terrible. sense. It's not terrible, Chuck. <laughs> next up, you man. You don't know nothing, Chuck. You didn't win nothing. I'm playing drops this, this segment. Next, next one. Yeah. Casey's favorites. Sure. All right. Casey's favorites. Chick-fil-A. Yep. Tampa Bay Lightning. Michael Jordan. You, uh, you see what I did there? No. You don't see what I did there. But it's it's easy. Uh, I'm going oh. to start Chick-fil-A. I'm going oh. to bench the Lightning, and I'm going to get rid of Michael Jordan. You're getting rid of Michael Jordan? Mm-hmm. But that's the guy that you... Like, you... Every chance you get it, I'll be honest chance with you. you. Get a chance with LeBron, you just like, hey man, Mike Jordan. Michael Jordan has done nothing for me ever. Chick Fil A has been great to me my entire life, and the Lightning have been great to me for most of my life. So just so we're clear, yes. you wish that Michael Jordan was never on the face of the earth. In True. this in this scenario, <laughs> like a villain, I like it, man. Removed from the face of the earth. There you go. What else we got? Michael Jordan hater. All right, next topic: some Jags first rounders over the last three years. Oh uh, no. Yeah, I want it, but... All right. 
<clears throat> Kay LeVon Chasen. Uh-huh. Travis Etienne. Uh-huh. Trayvon Walker. <laughs> what you going to do, Casey? Uh, what are we going to do here? Well, since two of them haven't played a game and one of them, it feels like, isn't even out there. Um, I'll start Walker because he was the number one pick, and we got to hope for the best. Wow. I'll bench Etn because wow. I'm still concerned about the injury, and I'll have to get rid of Chase. The Hunt. only one that actually played for you. It doesn't feel like and he the did. The only one that actually played for you. It doesn't feel you. like it. The that's, only... that's the kind of honesty and loyalty that Casey Kurtz gives you, people. That is honest. It doesn't feel like he's out there. Like they, they're Monday. replacing him for a reason. Next. They made a bad. No, I'm not done. They made a bad pick. It feels like he's not out there, and the only time he is out there is when they show the highlight of the tight end he's supposed to be covering for Tennessee. He's not. He's wide open in the end zone. It's a touchdown. You done? No. Well, no. yes, but you done? No. I stand by my statement. Jags fans agree with me. Hey, listen, man. The disrespect is out there. Couldn't be me. I couldn't be the one that you just removed from the face of the earth. That man got a mama, got a daddy. You don't know. He may got a, you know, a partner. I hope he does. I hope you know he's what I'm happy. Saying? He may have some children out here, and you just like, you does. know what? Your family tree. I follow, Your family tree. I follow him on Instagram. We okay? do not care. I want him to do I well. Don't want you here. He just hasn't yet. Remove his family tree. Let's see. You got a couple of more. Casey Kurtz. The topic. Disgusting. Uh no. Passing. Passing. Okay. Next topic. Back in time. Sure. All right. Here we go. Yep. Cell phones, air conditioning. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, and the internet. What kind of crap is this? So this topic is where uh, the one you remove from the face of the earth would set the world back possibly 35 to 100 years. Okay, I'm starting air conditioning because that's an obvious. Yeah, you finally got one right. Six questions in. And I have to bench the internet. Because we couldn't be doing things without the internet. So I will have to remove cell phones. Is it an inconvenience? Yes. No, you cannot. This is terrible. No, it's not. I, didn't even, I don't even want to bring Chuck into this, man. Chuck don't know nothing. Chuck needs the internet. He don't need no cell phone. Chuck don't know. Last one, Casey. All right. 2022 first-round draft picks. Man, all right. The Giants, the Jets, the Ravens. Uh, start the Jets. Yeah. yeah, I'll bench the Giants. I like what the Ravens did, you too. Wow. But I'll remove. How am I wise? He's See, a no. wild boy. You got it. I cut you off. It's you. This is it. I have I'm to remove the mind. Ravens. Like, I like what the Ravens did, but I think Thibodeau's the best player in the draft. And Evan Neal, okay. You know, I can get on board with Evan Neal. But the Jets, the Jets got the best corner in the draft. They got one of the top three. Four at the worst pass rushers, and they got a wide receiver. So I like what the Jets did a lot. Everybody does, consensusly. They somehow ended up with Sauce Gardner after the Texans passed on him. I understand Stingley might be great, but Sauce Gardner is definitely going to be great. So, uh, yeah, that's how I see it. What do I got against? What do I got for the Ravens? Like, what have they done for me? I like Calais, but. What, is it, what have the Jets done for you? What are you talking about? Don't do that. Don't use that line of reasoning. No, no. When you just use the line of reasoning differently for keeping the other two teams. Litter, litter. I won't let you do no. that straw man argument. I won't let you pull the wall over me or the audience's ears. Uh, it's that, That's a horrible thing you said because you can't find a person that doesn't agree that Jets had a great draft. I didn't say they didn't have a great draft, Casey. You removed Kyle Hamilton. You removed the Baltimore Ravens off the face of the earth, and I just don't understand exactly the way your mind works. But hey, you know, 
See ya. Bye-bye. That's all we got. Bye-bye. That's all we got. We'll see you later because the Jets and the Giants had a better draft than the Ravens. It's pretty straightforward, I think. But nonetheless, that's how I see it, and we move on from there. One segment to go on a Monday. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Action Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 690. minutes to go. Action Sports Checks Overtime ESPN 690 on Monday. Remember, no Jumbo Shrimp Baseball coming up there on the way to Memphis and or in Memphis. They'll be back tomorrow at 11.50. So, um, you know, join us tomorrow at 11.50. Listen to the shrimp. Then listen to me and Brent from 3 to 6. Then listen for me and Brian 6 to 7. And then go on with your night um, as you normally would. But we appreciate you rocking with us today and every day right here on ESPN 690, especially Action Sports Jacks Overtime. We got the cheap ticket report sponsored by nobody uh, for the NBA playoffs as we consistently look at these undervalued ticket prices. And we got two games tonight. We got Philadelphia and Miami. We also have Dallas and Phoenix. And Brian Middleton, it looks like. Okay. For just $30. Six dollars. That's what I'm talking about. Game one of playoff series number two for the number one seeded Miami Heat. That's what I'm talking about. You can go balcony level mm-hmm. four hundred and eleven. What? Four eleven. That's four. the section. Oh, oh, okay. Not the price. Okay. Okay. Row six uh-huh. at FTX Arena Biscayne Boulevard, Miami, Florida, for thirty-six dollars. That's what I'm talking about. You can about. see the heat. And the I want Sixers. There you go. $36. Like, I like it. Why are these tickets, tickets so cheap? Like, in just in general for the NBA playoffs. Like, you try to get playoff tickets for, like, football, that is not happening. Or, like, baseball, they're even a little more expensive. Like, I don't, I don't know why stuff is so cheap. But anyway, nonetheless, we turn our attention to the other number one seed in the NBA playoffs. The Phoenix Suns and Devin Booker will take on the Dallas Mavericks and Luka. And upper level 210. Row 14, as many as two, but also one ticket. For just $89, which still feels oh. cheap for a pretty good game. Oh. It's a pretty good game. Uh, $89? I don't know. Come on, I man. Don't know. I got nefarious means of watching these games. $89. Too, not enough or too much, I mean? Too much. $89. Bucks. Too How much? Draw the line? But it's game one of a second Round two series. 89 bucks, no? Too much for me. Right? But you making more money. Casey, you are ESPN 690 after, you know, some other people. And what I'm saying is you make a lot more money. So $89 to you is like a quarter to me. A literal 25-cent quarter. You know? So, you know, you're rich, rich. Listen, I think $89 is fair. But nonetheless, $89 to go to Phoenix and Dallas and $36 to go to 76ers and the Heat. Remember, if you use that website, you might not get in. Brett Martineau still trying to get into Crypto.com Arena. He's still not in. So uh, be wary of that and maybe use a different website. But nonetheless, that's the cheap ticket report for today. By the way, who wins? Quickly. 76ers Miami. Who's winning tonight? Um, this is not quick. Who is winning tonight? I am not sure. Miami, I'm going to go with it, though. Dallas Phoenix. Dallas, Phoenix. I am not sure. Uh, <laughs> Dallas. Okay. That was a lot harder than it needed to be. But nonetheless, uh, give me Philly and give me Phoenix. That's it for us. 
We're back tomorrow. Have a good night. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.